Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career, so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu. Grammar Girl here. This week, I'm going to talk about why spelling matters. You'd think this would be obvious, but a prominent opinion piece in Wired sparked a spelling kerfuffle and showed that at least in some academic circles, proper spelling is considered optional. So here's some background. Anne Trubeck, an associate professor at Oberlin College, has an opinion piece this month in Wired magazine with the title, Proper Spelling, It's Time to Let Loose. It's without an apostrophe, time spelled T-Y-M-E, and loose spelled L-U-C-E. Now, writers don't usually get to write the headlines for their articles, and headlines can be misleading. But the bulk of the content in the article also appears to argue for allowing the concept of proper spelling to include multiple phonetic alternatives. These two sentences from the article will give you an idea of its thrust. Quote, Autocorrect and spell checkers are wrong-headed because they reinforce a traditional spelling standard. Consistent spelling was a great way to ensure clarity in the print era, but with new technologies, the way that we write and speak and search and data mine is changing, and so must spelling. Unquote. In the second sentence, quote, Instead of trying to get the letters right with imperfect tools, it would be far better to loosen our idea of correct spelling. Unquote. Another point to clarify is that you might be thinking she was arguing for simplified spelling, which would be changing spelling to be more logical, but which would still have one standard spelling for each word. The simplified spelling movement has a long history and was supported by Benjamin Franklin and Andrew Carnegie, among others. But Trubeck specifically addresses this idea in her Wired piece, and it's clear this isn't what she's advocating. Now, one reason I'm hemming and hawing here is that I had a frustrating Twitter exchange with her in which she said her argument is being oversimplified. On her blog, she says her point is that if a lot of people start using L8R instead of spelling out the word later, then using the text messaging abbreviation doesn't impede clarity or communication. So, quote, we should be flexible about accepting this variation rather than decry laziness, stupidity, etc. Unquote. From what I can tell, pretty much nobody who wrote about the Wired article or commented on it read it as anything other than a broad argument to loosen spelling standards. But I think it's only fair to start from what she now says was her point. So before I get to the arguments in favor of standard spelling, which I do favor, I'll concede a point. In rare cases, we already have two acceptable spellings for the same word, and they coexist without causing the world to implode. For example, we have both advisor with an O and advisor with an E, which most sources say are interchangeable. We also have the pair through, T-H-R-O-U-G-H, and through, T-H-R-U, which seems similar to Trubeck's later L8R example. Through, spelled out, T-H-R-O-U-G-H, is what we use in proper writing. And although it's common to see T-H-R-U on signs or in advertisements, it makes a lot of people cringe, much as L-8-R would. So although it's true, as Trubeck says, that when variants are as common as those for advisor and through, using them doesn't impede clarity or communication, 
I still believe the existence of multiple alternatives does lead to unnecessary confusion and shouldn't be something we encourage. For example, although the Merriam-Webster Dictionary of English Usage and Garner's Modern American Usage both say advisor with an E is the preferred form, Wiktionary, a Wikipedia-like dictionary, says advisor with an E is used more generally to mean someone who is giving advice, whereas advisor with an O is more commonly used when it means the primary role, such as a job title. Now, I'll take Garner's and Merriam-Webster's advice over Wiktionary any day, but the point is that the existence of two acceptable spellings creates confusion— People actually write to ask me how to properly spell advisor pretty regularly, and through comes up quite often, too. Someone asked on my Facebook page today. Hey, it's Mignon. Do you need a new literary show to add to your podcast queue? Well, then you definitely want to check out Missing Pages, the chart-topping and Signal Award-winning podcast produced by The Podglomerate. Back for a brand new season, Missing Pages investigates the most pressing topics in the book world today, from the rise of Colleen Hoover and book bans across America to the world of ghostwriting. Not to mention host and acclaimed literary critic Beth Ann Patrick interviews some of the biggest names in the industry, like New York Times bestselling author Jody Pico and Publishers Weekly co-editorial director Jim Milliot. And as the Washington Post and The Guardian said, missing pages is a, quote, must listen. And I agree. So don't miss out. Follow Missing Pages today on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening now. Hey, it's Mignon. If you want to do more to hone your communication skills, then check out Think Fast, Talk Smart, produced by the Stanford Graduate School of Business and hosted by my friend and Stanford lecturer, Matt Abrahams. You may remember Matt from his interview on the show back in September when he shared his top tips for becoming a better writer and speaker. Think Fast, Talk Smart is his Webby award-winning podcast, which has been downloaded 41 million times and has been the number one career podcast in more than 95 countries, so you know it's worth your time. Whether you're making a wedding toast or presenting at work, strong speaking skills are critical to success in business and in life which is why Matt sits down with experts every week to talk about the best tips to unlock your communication potential. Hear from pros like neuroscientist Andrew Huberman on how to manage speaking anxiety, speechwriter and best-selling author Dan Pink on how to take risks in your communication, and psychologist Kelly McGonigal on how to harness nervous energy to fuel powerful presentations. So what are you waiting for? Listen to Think Fast, Talk Smart, every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. And tell Matt I said hi. Now, it's also true that English spelling is often confusing and seems illogical, but proper spelling serves many good purposes. As Trubeck conceded in her article, proper spelling enables, quote, readers to understand writing, to aid communication, and ensure clarity, unquote. And that seems like an awfully good reason for keeping it to me. Lee Simmons, Wired's copy editor, wrote a clear rebuttal to the article and pointed out that computers are pretty bad at figuring out what we mean from context. So proper spelling is actually more important in a digital world, not less, as Trubeck suggested. I briefly discussed the Wired article in an interview with Scott Abel of Content Wrangler and Val Swisher of Content Rules, Inc., 
And Scott made the excellent point that accepting loose spellings could be a nightmare in legal contexts, where clear and precise meanings are essential. We should definitely stick to standard spelling for laws and contracts. In the comments section at Wired, Stanley F. Quayle made the excellent point that I hadn't thought of, that using non-standard spellings makes it more difficult for people who aren't native English speakers. He says the text messaging abbreviation L8TER to mean later currently means nothing to people in Europe and Asia who speak English as a second language. Just because an alternate spelling becomes commonplace in America doesn't mean it will be understood worldwide. Finally, as I pointed out on Twitter, my reading speed is significantly slowed when I come across non-standard spellings, such as the ones in this sentence that appeared in the article, who should tell us how to spell, with should spelled S-H-U-D and spell spelled S-P-E-L. Trubeck seemed to think that's a good thing. When I made this point, she responded, quote, maybe by slowing down, some people think about language in a new way, about conventions how they evolve, and how they'll change, unquote. I think language change is fascinating and generally a good thing, but at this point I just threw up my hands and realized that Trubeck and I are never going to agree about spelling. What do you think? How would you feel if you saw journalists or students use common abbreviations, such as the letter U for Y-O-U, or L-H-R for later, in articles or papers? High school and college teachers tell me they've seen such abbreviations in student essays, which I'll repeat, I'm firmly against. Don't try this at school. I think most teachers are on my side. You can leave a comment on this article at quickanddirtytips.com to tell me what you think, and you'll also find links to all the articles and blog posts I've mentioned. I'm Mignon Fogarty, author of 101 Misused Words You'll Never Confuse Again. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Mignon. If you want to do more to hone your communication skills, then check out Think Fast, Talk Smart, produced by the Stanford Graduate School of Business and hosted by my friend and Stanford lecturer, Matt Abrahams. You may remember Matt from his interview on the show back in September when he shared his top tips for becoming a better writer and speaker. Think Fast, Talk Smart is his Webby award-winning podcast, which has been downloaded 41 million times and has been the number one career podcast in more than 95 countries. So you know it's worth your time. Whether you're making a wedding toast or presenting at work, strong speaking skills are critical to success in business and in life, which is why Matt sits down with experts every week to talk about the best tips to unlock your communication potential. Hear from pros like neuroscientist Andrew Huberman on how to manage speaking anxiety, speechwriter and best-selling author Dan Pink on how to take risks in your communication, and psychologist Kelly McGonigal on how to harness nervous energy to fuel powerful presentations. So what are you waiting for? Listen to Think Fast, Talk Smart every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. And tell Matt I said hi.